Welcome, this is One Hour of Sunshine and I'm your host, Megan Joy Haverda. We are filming out of the sandbox in Santa Barbara, California, a co-working hub for entrepreneurs and change makers. This show is for business leaders that are willing to finally admit that they use their intuition to make business decisions and to navigate their lives. This show will elevate and normalize intuitive skills in the workplace and allow such skills to be seen as great assets to companies, organizations, communities, and families. Our guest today is Cynthia Abolafia. She's a yogini, a what? a wife, a nutritionist, a mama, and she's the co-chair of Planned Parenthood's gala. We are here together in Santa Barbara, California, and we've been friends for several years. I attend her yoga classes regularly, and she's phenomenal. So, you know, when I asked Cynthia to be the guest on this show, she said, but I don't have a business. And I said, you have a family. That is the ultimate CEO job. Are you kidding me? So we will talk more about Cynthia in a moment. But every show, we have an intuition of the day. And sometimes it comes to me far in advance. Sometimes it comes to me the day of. And this morning, you know, we both have children and stuff happens with kids. Unexpected, unplanned, chaotic, messy. And in the middle of the night, I was changing all the sheets and washing everything because my son had a a little accident in the bed. And I felt so much tenderness towards him. You know, in, in prior to being a mama, I would have been annoyed and it was disappointing and it was aggravating and it was inconvenient. But that motherhood love that allows you to be gracious at 4 a.m., if we could bottle that, and sell that. <laughs> so, so the intuition of the day is really looking at how you deal with disappointment or aggravation or inconvenience. You know, it could be the 405 traffic. It could be the kid wetting the bed. It could be your husband didn't respond the way you wanted him to. But it's like, ultimately, we are responsible for our own reactions and our own way of being. And there are a lot of purple pillow meditators that are like, everything's fine. I'm going to be neutral all the time. And it's almost the pendulum swinging too far to the other side. Because what I've seen in those communities is a lack of responsibility. So there's a very interesting play between I'm fully engaged in life. I'm fully engaged in my family. I'm fully engaged in my community. I'm taking responsibility for my own feelings. And I'm, I'm going to be present no matter what. I'm not going to purple pillow, meditate, check out, float away. And I would say the biggest thing in my life that has helped me come into my body and be present is motherhood. So the intuition of the day is consider how you deal with disappointment and not taking anything personally yet fully taking responsibility for your life, feelings, and actions. So this woman, Cynthia, that is our guest today, is a complete master of this. I have um, I've been lucky enough to be her student in class for years. I've been lucky enough to be her friend. 
And she is here today to share her journey and her story with us. This show is all about who are you? How'd you get here? How do you <laughs> keep the peace? <laughs> How do you use intuition? So welcome, Cynthia. Thank you. Do you have Thank a middle name? Me. Maureen. Maureen? <laughs> Maureen. I mean, I'm from the East Coast. She so Cynthia went to school on the on the East Coast too. She went um, to Tufts, so we have that in common, that whole East Coast vibe. But on the East Coast, we would say Maureen. You know, I kind of tuck that one away. Yeah. Okay. We'll just put that aside. So one of the things that I would like to start with for our conversation is when, as a probably a young girl. When did you decipher the difference between ego and intuition? You know, will and guided intuition. What point in your life? What happened? Ego and intuition. Yeah. Like, when did you realize, oh, wait, I'm being willful. Oh, wait, I'm mm-hmm. being guided. You know, even my son, he's three and a half. Yeah. We both have a son named Teo, which is really funny and awesome. <laughs> means divine gift, gift of God. Or just God. Or just God. God. <laughs> but, you know, it's, 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 there's always a moment in people's life where they realize, mm-hmm. oh, wait, I'm, I'm being willful and I'm being guided. And my young son, Teo, mm-hmm. s- is saying now, without me triggering or languaging it at all, mm-hmm. he's saying, Mama, my tummy says. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. three and a half. Yeah. So language between it's my body versus it's my my yeah. mind or my feelings. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. great for kids to, to talk that way. I know. Um, it depends on how you define intuition, I think. How do you define it? <laughs> um, I think I define intuition as uh, something that moves through you where there's an obvious message, but you don't really know where the border is between your yourself and let's just say the other and that yeah. can be body intuition or or mind intuition or feeling intuition but I think kids actually have a much stronger sense of that yeah. if you are going to define intuition is yeah. that thing that flows through yeah and um often with some kind of message but um I I actually don't have a problem with ego in the way that I think a lot of people do. It's kind of always like, especially in the yoga world and what you were referring to earlier, it's, you know, I have to tame this this ego. I have to sit and meditate for 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night or whatever the practice is. Um, but somehow I have to get to a place where there's this masculine ascetic goal, you know, and that is perfect silence. And... Um, for some people that might be a realistic goal but for most of us especially those of us who look around and realize we have a family and and a really chaotic life (laughs) I have so many pets (laughs) I feel like we bring more chickens home every day (laughs) Um, that there, the the ego shouldn't be something we fight against nor the the intuitive self you know they They come and they go, and um, so yeah, I I don't I don't know that my life is so much a struggle between intuition 
and the ego. I, I think both are probably pretty healthy in me. Um, but to your first question, the age-related question, um, obviously we all, we all have many memories from early, early childhood, but one that I think relates is I have an identical twin sister, and when we were about 10, we had a maybe you might call it a God moment where we just saw, well, everything is one. Everything is interconnected. Yeah. Or not even together, just kind of everything is um, one. So we created our own religion. We Mm. called it one (laughs) because we didn't have any religious training. Um, And so you could call that intuition or you could just call that grace. You could call that something else altogether. Yeah. but yeah, I, in the yoga world, there's a lot of practices, practicing intuition, practicing oneness, meditation, practicing oneness, practicing mm-hmm. this and that and the other. And um, there's a certain place where that doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't achieve what we think it's going to achieve. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and before the show started, we were talking about ego intuition and essence so when you talk about oneness and you talk about that one that one religion that you and your twin sister started when you were 10 that's for me essence that's what I would call just Mm -hmm. complete connectedness Mm -hmm. like there's not even a definition Mm -hmm. or a separation it's just an awareness and there's peacefulness and it's graceful and it's effortless and with yoga and with meditation and and eating clean and healthy and having a loving relationship these are all things that bring normal people that have not had this kind of life to these experiences so you know i bet as a yoga teacher you've seen people just crying on the mat and having openings and having releases and feeling the connectedness right there in your classroom yes yeah 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 well the the um subtle body or when when you start to see um again it's the borders when you start to see that those borders aren't quite what um you've been trained to believe they are yeah I think that people have some real and very significant insights um and and to go to what you said earlier about your mama moment at four o'clock this morning. <laughs> we could also call it the pee-pee in the bed moment. <laughs> Unforgettable. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what's going to happen next. We don't even know what our next thought is going to be or, yeah. you know. Yeah. But um, I don't you get the sense that everybody alive in one way or another is looking for love. Oh. And yes. everything that they're doing. And for me, being a mom has actually been the most beautiful experience because all of the walls that I have that I really keep secret, like the really secret walls that I have, like I'm pretty good at the big walls, like those I can see, I'm the, but like the really kind of hidden ones, those are the ones that get challenged when you're a parent because those are the ones where it's like, well, can you deal with this, you know, because you have to. Yeah. And if you're coming from a place of love and that love that's so big, then the answer is yes. And that there's, there's the challenge, you know, and because everybody is looking for love, I think that lesson it, for me, 
in the broader sense, in the broader world, is okay, so here I have my personality, and I happen to have a really strong personality with a lot of opinions. <laughs> Not that I believe all my opinions, but they're there. <laughs> they show up. They're still loud and, and noisy really, and boisterous. Very loud. <laughs> they're, they're like right here. Um, but, you know, really meeting somebody in that language of love and what, what does that mean to that, to that person, whether it's a, a spouse or a yeah. um, child or, or someone in the world that you meet you know we don't we don't quite know but I think there's always an opportunity to to be kind you you, I can have my feelings and I can have my um my inner world but I think there's always an opportunity to be kind and to to try to understand what what is that what is that avenue of love that 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 person's looking for yeah and and you mentioned your husband um I've worked with men most of my life and I'm kind of a tomboy and I've watched you. I I remember when you were committing to him, you know, (laughs) and and now this journey of intimate relationship and children and trust and openness. And, you know, at first you were like, I'm not sure about him. You know, you were kind of like, he doesn't fit my criteria of my spreadsheet. And He's turned out to be the most perfect husband for you. He's the most amazing human being oh I've actually gosh. ever met in my whole life. I, I feel like, to sound cheesy or something, <sighs> I feel like I look at him and I say, well, he's he's definitely a Buddha. I don't know why he came back yeah, or, yeah. you know, but no, he's he's um, on par with my children as the most important yeah. um, person or thing in, in my life. Yeah. And um, I actually... He, just his being is, um, is probably my, my teacher in a certain sense, just being who he is. Not, he doesn't talk too much about it or he's definitely not a spiritual person. Um, but he's, he only operates from love. What can I say? And when you see that over and over again and in every, he, he, there's no relationship he has Mm -hmm. that he, um, that he doesn't always approach it from from kindness and love yeah Yeah. well and I was going to ask you how has that intimate parenting co-parenting love male female relationship added to your intuition to your essence to your connectedness to your grace to your ability to chisel away at the inner 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 wall that you thought oh nobody will find this one (laughs) I'm safe it's pretty loud (laughs) actually it turns out um I don't know that's a really good question I I don't know um because it's subtle yeah over time Mm -hmm. yeah well we've been married almost 11 years and we dated before that for a few years and so I think we were pretty much kids when we got together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, so much of the growth we've done has been growth together. And for some reason, I don't know why, but we've managed to grow together well. Um, but it would be wrong of me to say that I've learned certain things and we've, you know, achieved certain things together. I. I have to give him more of that credit just being who he is. I um, have been given the space to be my wild, (laughs) feminine, (laughs) windy self. (laughs) Vata. (laughs) You know, sometimes I'm good. Sometimes I'm grounded. But yeah, sometimes I I loop and um, Mm -hmm. 
and it's a it's yeah yeah it's a beautiful thing but I can't give myself that credit for making growth um well, and, you know, something that is always on my mind in these conversations, most people that have been on the show have been from Santa Barbara. We had a major, major experience here. Like, we had Armageddon. And yeah. people outside of this area really don't know what we went through. I'm still processing. Like, yeah. I was stuck in my town. I could not get out for food or water. And, you know, we talk about intuition. I filled my garage with a quart of wood, half a quart of wood, and medicines, and water, and vitamins, and food four weeks before it happened, because I was sure. And, you know, something about intuition, everybody has it in different ways. Some Mm -hmm. people can, you know, read the stock market. Some people can feel what the kid needs. Some people can feel a natural disaster coming. So, you know, for whatever it is, I can feel nature. Yeah. And we had that experience, and, and, you know, just to finish that thought, a day before the earthquake happened, that 5.4, um, off the Channel Islands, I bought earthquake insurance. So, you know, but what do you say? Like, if I had told, if I had gotten on the radio four weeks before our fire and flood and said what I was feeling, they would have locked me up. They would have said, you're a crazy person. Like, what are you talking about? We're good. We have the best weather in the world. We're so happy. We're so comfortable. Don't be an alarmist. And yet we went through Armageddon Mm -hmm. as a community and we're all still processing it. I mean, businesses went out of, of, of business and families sold their homes and left the area forever and people got swept away in mud and, and we still have to drive through it every single day we have to drive through it every seven months later single yeah. day and so you know as your friend and as your student I saw a change in you and I am wondering if you can articulate it I know it might be a little emotional but it was a maturation. It was a hardiness. Something happened in you, and your your arms widened. You got more loving, more mm. open. More, something happened. And yeah, I, but with the more open, also comes more vulnerable, yes. right? More pain. Yes. More more feeling yes. for that. It's it's both ends. You can't yep. just open in one direction. Yep. You open and both ways. And well, the fire came up to our hedge, and I was never worried. When the fire came through, I felt really peaceful and calm in my soul. And and you're saying that you don't want people to think how wacky you are, but <laughs> Ta-da! we could talk about Kundalini experience because I, I I knew it was happening. Yeah. I knew the mudslide was going to happen. Yeah. Actually, I knew. Like I, my body I'm knew. Sure, you knew. And I knew 24 hours before, and it actually took out most of my street. I I live up. Um, it it took out part of my prop. It, anyway, we were right in. We were at ground zero yep. basically yep. for everything. Yeah. And um, I didn't sleep the whole night before we evacuated because I was walking in circles around my house, going, "This is so bad. This is going to be so bad. I don't know how long we're going to be gone for, but it's going to be a long time. What do I pack? What don't I pack?" And um, yeah, I went really dark actually in my mind. And I think that the biggest lesson I learned there was when that happens and when it's your body telling you, your mind, my mind will fight that and say, this, I'm being unreasonable. We're just being asked to evacuate for one night. We only booked a hotel for one night. Of course, we booked the hotel down 
(laughs) ground zero number two (laughs) that was a whole nother adventure um but yeah I'm listening to that is the communications there the message is there right do we listen to it do we not and I think that um my biggest challenge after that was that I didn't listen to that and I only packed for like two days mm. even though I I really knew yeah um it's a great example though yeah yes yeah so in that sense intuition I think does does play a role in our lives mm-hmm. um but after after that yes you can't it would be throwing the baby out with the bathwater to say that tremendous peace um, comes on its own because it doesn't. It, it, there's always an element of movement in life. Yeah. There's the masculine, the ascetic, and there's the feminine, the weather. And the two are always playing together. Yeah. Um, and that does mean feeling tremendous pain. We knew people who died children who died and we saw the response from the first responders as they were uncovering that and no you don't there's no amount of in fact I I would actually say the opposite there's not only is there no amount of spirituality where that doesn't you know where you can be unattached and what you know unattached is kind of the this thing this word um but it's really the opposite. It turns you toward yeah. those feelings. You can't put up a um, a, a wall and just move yeah. on. You have to really feel it. Yeah. And so we well, did. Well, and I love, I love that you said, you know, with great intuition and feeling comes great pain because when you're open and you're really observing life, not even engaging in your own life, you're even just being a witness – there is so much happening right now. Yes, and, yeah. And and we have children, mm-hmm. and so we're protective, but we're also uh, creating a wider breadth of awareness so that we can help them navigate this wild world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people want to cherry coat and be like, well, it's great. It's like the 80s. We can all make a lot of money, and everybody's safe, and everybody's great. And I'm going, actually... <laughs> no, we need to teach our children resilience and boundaries <laughs> and kindness. Make your own bed. Yeah. Yes. You know, but like be able to do things for yourself. You yeah. can't find your blankie. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to sit right here and wait for you. you. Yeah. Take a turn around the house. See if you can find it yourself. It's a great example. <laughs> I took my it's kid to his thing. preschool and made him scrub the, you know, the yeah. swing. I'm yeah. like, this is yours. Take yeah. care of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, resilience, you know, being yeah. being independent, being able to make those choices so that when the time comes, you have the confidence, the yeah. inner confidence, and you've given that to your child um, instead of anesthetizing their yeah. world right. around them. Um, yeah, no, they, they need to have those skills to, yeah. to be strong and reliant on themselves and and like what you said I often my I have a seven-year-old daughter and she is like one of those really intense kids who has this inner compass I swear she could be a, someday maybe she'll see this she could be a really great judge or <laughs> <laughs> <Her> lawyer <laughs> because her inner compass is so exactly pointed and whenever something is just like a hair toward not right yeah you know it's like a big deal yeah um 
things have to be really right all the time. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm a nutritionist, so I'm asking my son, you know, is that organic or whatever, this and that. And she she won't even eat something if it's not organic. So oh she, goodness. on the other hand of the scale, I'm like, you're eating that ice cream. You're going to eat that ice cream <laughs> and enjoy it. Be Life part only of human experience. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, with her, I kind of have to throw her into like, oh you know, gosh. go a little wild. But one of the things I say to her a lot is it's better to be kind than right. Choose being kind instead of being right. She's, you're always right. You know, everything yeah. she says when she gets mad at someone or even me or, or, or her brother or something, yeah. she's always right. And I'll give her that. She is. It's kind of like she gets this look on her face. Well, that's because they did this. Okay. okay. You happen to be right. Okay. However. You're right. <laughs> but kindness is better. Yeah. Choose choose to be kind or at least relay the message in a kind way. (laughs) Well, and I've been reading um, The Wonder of Boys, and you have a a daughter and a son. And there was a whole chapter in the book all about how we've over-individuated. You know, it's like we used to, as Americans, be so proud of our individuation and how Mm. we were going to make our own mark and make our own thing and make our own path. And we were the... Sure. We were the pioneers. Um, well, there's a lot of hubris in that. There's a lot of overdoing it. Yeah. And we're seeing the result of that. And there's overdoing of it and there's underdoing of it, right? We're not giving our kids the tools to be independent. And also, as a community, I mean, look around us. Look at the news. I, I hardly read the news anymore. I go straight to the comments because it's shocking yeah. to me. It's really fascinating yeah. in a matter of I like what's happening. Body. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much anger right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people don't even care to listen to each other anymore. It's almost like my faction versus your faction. And, yeah. um, you know, if I've put you in this category, I don't like you. Um, and I. And I'm not going to reanalyze it. Right. I'm like putting you in this compartment. And that's and it. That's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and something I've heard you say in your yoga classes, and, you know, yoga is my church. It's right. my Sunday church. It's my religion. And I grew up with a Jewish mama and a uh, Christian father. And my father was a soldier. So, you know, all these different influences. Yeah. And yet, as I grew up in my life, at 18, I was introduced to yoga and meditation. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I've practiced ever since and something I've heard you say in your class you know in the beginning of Americanized yoga it was very much like look at me I'm the yoga teacher look at my really high perky butt you know in my (laughs) cute pants and it just became this very weird materialistic thing and I've lived in India and so I've seen what actual yoga is and and Coming back to you, I've heard you in class redirect the energy of the room back to the individual. How are you feeling right now? You know what's best for you. Adjust as you need to. You know, like constant empowerment for the student to check in and say, oh, what does work for me? I don't have to morph into some dangerous position mm-hmm. that's going to pull my back. <laughs> like, Well, I mean, yoga went through a phase which was... Um, when I first started practicing, when I was actually before I was a teenager, um, yoga was very rigid, very strict because it came out of strong traditions. Yeah. And so you had to do things a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, was that a better way or a worse way than we're doing it now? 55 minute classes where you just give what you give and whatever. Um, I actually, 
I don't know. I, I've looked at it from a lot of different angles, and I don't think there's anything wrong with either approach. Um, I think being really rigid, I'm a detail-oriented person, so I love the fine details of the body and knowing where you are in space, only for the purpose of challenging that. Yeah. Know where you are so that you can say, like a scientist, is that is that true? Is that the edge of my experience? I don't know. Um, but this modern trend of kind of vanity-based yoga, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's great. You know, if that gets somebody into their body, that's that's great. Um, you know, if it gets them to love themselves a little bit more, even better. Yeah. But um, good point. Yeah, that it's it's okay. I think that it is one way of getting getting you because we're such a vanity driven culture that if we can get through to ourselves from that doorway, it's not my preference. But it's great. If yeah. it works, it it's works. It's a gateway. It is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've, le- I've let go of a lot of like, you know, pregnant woman walks into my class. Well, I used to know the whole script of what to say and what you can do and what you can't do. You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do. I don't say anything to that person anymore because having gone through two pregnancies, for example, I really wanted to twist my body. Right. It felt really good. Right. But like if you told me to go into a standing forward fold, I'd be like, no. Yeah not doing it and you can't make me (laughs) you knew what was best we know and the people who are coming and really it's attention there's this great one of the great spiritual teachers kind of of our time is Nisargadatta Maharaj and he says again and again and again almost in every context in any way that anybody asks him attention is liberation attention not like practice meditation 30 minutes not like put your hair in this way and your outfit in this it's it's attention placating an idea or an experience yeah Yeah, it's attention where's your attention going because where your attention is going is where your life is going yeah and if your attention is moving with kindness toward yourself then you've just taken a big step in reducing the violence in the world because we're more violent towards ourselves than we are toward anybody else yeah and that's where it starts so at least I know that for myself. I, I know that when I'm hard on myself or violent toward myself, that's when I'm the most frustrated. The yeah. easily, the easy, most, what am I trying to say? <laughs> I, triggered easier. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was thinking hair trigger <laughs> yeah, as you were yeah. pulling the word out. <laughs> you know, just like, ah, just the thing that makes you explode on yeah. your kid or explode yeah. on your husband. <laughs> yeah, just like you lost it. <laughs> Why did I just lose it? Yeah. Oh, because I'm having an inner battle. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so you grew up, we all grew up with, well, hopefully we all grew up with parents. Um, but you had a very, very interesting father figure and a very, very interesting, loving, doting, attentive mother figure. And, you know, there's a very funny movie called Your Father's Daughter or something like that. And as I get older, I'm 43 now, I realize how much I'm like my father. And I'm wondering, do you, is there that mother, you know, that, that child, that, female child and father connection and the male child mother connection I think my son is very much like me Mm -hmm. 
and I'm very much like my father. Do you feel like you, even though you chose a very different path than your father, mm-hmm. do you feel like you You should interview him. Talk about <laughs> businessman. <laughs> That'd be fun. I would love to. He's a character. He is a character. <laughs> uh, he's a genius as a businessman. But, but you're a genius, too. <laughs> and I'm, I'm saying, even though you chose very different paths, you actually have a very similar operating system. Well, no, he does everything from the heart in an intuitive way. So do you. <laughs> it's, it's different. <laughs> It's different. He's got that Turkish temper. He's pretty loud and out there. I'm kind of not. I'm a lot more like my mom. I'd rather read a book and talk about the analytics of yeah. the little things, yeah. and he doesn't really do that. But, um, uh, you know, yoga, this is a this is actually kind of an interesting modern, let's say modern yeah. yoga question, because okay. none of us are, are traditional yogis, Yeah. Um, at least not really in America. Yeah. None of us are hanging from tree branches for... 12 years yeah (laughs) yeah um so call ourselves what we are we're modern um yoga like people (laughs) but I feel like you know children really help us be our best selves and in you talking about your parents just now you helped them become their best self and they helped you realize who you are by giving you freedom how are you actively cultivating um, their intuition, your kids' intuition, mm-hmm. and at the same time really letting them refine yours? What is that process like? I think that's a few different questions. And um, so, first of all, they bring out our best selves, but they also bring out our worst selves. Absolutely. Right? Like that, that like last dangling string of tolerance yes. self. <laughs> You're holding on by just enough. Very um, fine thread. <laughs> um, and I, there's, there's two places I've learned to speak to my children to encourage their inner intuition. One is my husband because he works with kids and yep. he just is a natural. Yeah, he yep. knows how to say things to them, and the questions he asks them are always open ended. You know, mm, mm. Um, and yeah, it's it's about building their their confidence, yeah. their inner sense of like, okay, this is the way I'm going to choose to do things. And the second place is um, my kid's preschool teacher, and we just graduated preschool a week ago, so um, it's bittersweet. It really is. <laughs> it's actually very sad, but also very sweet. Um, and uh, our preschool teacher, we uh, they both went to Harmony Preschool mm-hmm. up here in Santa Barbara, and she's a ge- she's a genius mm-hmm. with kids. I mean. She, she thinks kid, she speaks kid, and I, I actually would go and observe her wow. for the first, when my daughter was only two, mm-hmm. and I was pregnant with my son, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I would sit there and, and just observe the way she spoke to them, because, and it's what you were saying about Teo, you know, um, that, that kid hurt your feelings. Did they hurt your feelings, or your body, or yeah. both? Yeah. So you start to teach them, you know... Yeah. These are the different parts of me that I need to honor. Yeah. And that's very valuable because we tend to live in this emotional, mental world. Yeah. And the body isn't really part of that. But the body is part of everything we do. In fact, it's a compass. It's and an every antenna. emotion we have is the body. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I hope that they're their best selves. Yeah. Um, you know, that's all we can hope for is that they're their best selves. Yeah. Um, it's it's. It's not like you reach that point in spirituality, in your life ever, where you're like, check, done. You know, I've been interested in non-duality for 10 years in in what is this? What is enlightenment? What is waking up? And you you never get to a place where it's like, 
done. I yeah. will never be neurotic again. Right. <laughs> ever, ever. Taylor I'll doesn't never say be bees. pissed again. <laughs> ever, ever. He says ever, ever. ever, ever. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. it's true. It's an yeah. ongoing journey. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's another reason I started this show because there are people out there that create these programs and if you go through my 30-step program yeah. you will be enlightened and have the partner of your dreams it's and kind a of mansion. hilarious and i'm like wow really wait first of all enlightened partner of your dreams and mansion are kind of like three totally separate things <laughs> that's like a lot of it's anyway. a lot of stuff that's a lot of peak experiences that's a lot of stuff so yeah and you know what if that if that is the case that's great that's but great. <laughs> So long as that person knows that, you know, there's there's no part of them on the journey that isn't already, already, you know, fully who they are in that right. moment. We're right. we're just who we are in that moment that we are that person. Right. <laughs> and one thing doesn't mean another thing. It's not like you get to a certain place spiritually or financially or... Um, what was the third thing? Emotionally. Emotionally. Um, where you go, check. Yeah. Check. Yeah. Done. You know, yeah. there's there's always, um, you know, there's it, always change. Business. And so, you know, in my work. And the ordinariness. We the, have to celebrate our ordinary lives, you know. The humanity of it. I the know. just tender preciousness yeah. of it. And, you know, I, I'm COO of a company right now. And. I look at the employees and I'm really tender with them mm -hmm. and I give them a lot of space and a lot of love and they blossom because I'm not right and I don't know and I'm not hammering them to be a certain way to produce a widget. Sure. <laughs> They're getting to go. <gasps> yeah. And so um, that's what we do with our kids. That's what we do with our yoga students. And now our parents are getting older so we will be doing that with them more I mean they're what a privilege too what a privilege yeah. I mean it's just tender yeah it's good so every show we have a call to action and I love if the guest does it okay so, so you can say to the audience hey you know maybe consider this like try this what about that you can make it a question like your sweet husband with his students <laughs> open-ended anything <laughs> anything <laughs> anything at all Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, can you... Can you celebrate the next ordinary thing that happens as if it were extraordinary? Yes! <laughs> <sighs> and the crowd goes wild. <sighs> That's a good one, my dear. <laughs> looking for these peak experiences mm -hmm. and they they can come mm -hmm. I've had some I've had mm -hmm. a lot mm -hmm. and big ones you know where it's like what oh, I'm never gonna go back to being the other way <laughs> you always go back to being the other way and that's okay that's good because yeah. we're ordinary human beings living a very extraordinary life yeah. in every moment yeah. and um, there's a lot to celebrate in that in fact, I, I feel like the, the, the more I see that, the more grateful I am to, mm -hmm. to have those moments. When I was driving through, the, you know, 
we have to drive through the disaster zone still every time to go home and back. Mm. And every time I drive through, there's nature that just came down. The mountain just came down on us and it swept everything away. And boulders the size of fire trucks, really, some of them were gigantic. And to get that far down, what did it have to go through? And that's extraordinary. You know, there's Mm. even in the middle of great chaos, there's a lot of... um, I want to say gratitude. Awe. Awe, maybe? Yeah. It's alive. It's it's like, I'm here, you know, and, <laughs> and I'm we're here. we're in this together. There's you know? no, like, nature's yeah. over there. Yeah. And I'm going to go do my city life. It's like, no, we're yeah. in it. Yeah. And humans are the same way. We need each other. We do. We need that community. Yeah. Um, and it would be fine to, like, go off and live your life in your little hermitage. Um but I think even the greatest teachers who have done that have come back out into the world yeah. um, and, and said, well, that, that wasn't actually it. <laughs> this is actually <laughs> Because it. I was still there yeah. up on the mountain, yeah. me, with myself. <laughs> right. We think we can go on a retreat so we can get away from ourselves. <laughs> oh, no, there you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to go to Esalen in a couple of weeks just so I can get away from myself. You know, no, it's not, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. No. Well, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for being here today. Yeah, thank and you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Even though I'm not a business owner. Of course you are. <laughs> Delete from the record. Every mama is a COO. That's true. And a CEO. And true. pretty much the CFO too, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So special thanks to the Sandbox of Santa Barbara for hosting this and filming and Niracom for the production and creative support and their amazing marketing and distribution experience. Um, bye for now. This is Megan Joy Haverda, your host of One Hour of Sunshine. We will see you in two weeks. Blessings. <laughs> it did get hot in here, didn't it? Oh my gosh, that's why I bring that little micro filter. Oh. <laughs> There's like a little air filter down there. It's like, I saw the beads coming on our lips. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sweating. <laughs> well, it's like a sauna. You are awesome. That was-